hello one and all to another episode of Deep Law. There have always been conspiracies around the Hollywood elites, most of the time indicating that they are doing something or have done something illegal, immoral, or just plain evil for self-satisfaction, pleasure, medical reasons, or just for fun. This concept has certainly seen the light of mainstream media much more in the past five years or so, and people are now starting to talk about the stuff that wealthy people might get up to. No doubt, this influx of discussing the acts of celebrities has been triggered by The Island. Alongside the release of information from The Island, there was a whole plethora of other accusations that came out, from trafficking to satanic rituals. Well, today we're going to be focusing on the sacrificial aspect of Hollywood as we discuss the potential exploitation of children for a chemical called adrenochrome. We'll start with a brief chemical analysis of adrenochrome. It's a chemical that is created when adrenaline reacts with oxygen and oxidizes. There have been a few studies into the effects of adrenochrome in the mid-1900s, but so far it seems to be linked with schizophrenia. However, this is from a very small sample of studies. It can be effectively used in the medical field to slow blood loss during a bleed-out, via increasing the rate of blood clotting. Basically, all of the medical chemical sites that allow you to buy adrenochrome state that it's synthetically made, which is important for the rest of this conspiracy. In 1954, a man called Aldous Huxley wrote about the effects of various drugs at the time. While writing about peyote, he speculated on the idea that adrenochrome may produce very similar side effects. I'm sure the vast majority of people know of adrenochrome from the following two places. Firstly, in A Clockwork Orange, albeit called Drenchrom. Or, secondly, from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, where one of the main characters takes the drug to get a high. The creator of Fear and Loathing did state that he made the adrenochrome aspect of the film up, and he didn't know it had any effects like the ones portrayed in the film and the novel. However, it would appear that he could have potentially been more correct than he first thought. In 1973, a book from Adam Gottlieb called Legal Highs described the effects of adrenochrome as being physically stimulating and causing a feeling of well-being. The effects are believed to last for a few hours, but sometimes it's claimed to last for weeks, and with the side effects of flashbacks and paranoid reactions. It's said that adrenochrome is as addictive as heroin, and going completely cold turkey prompts the usual medical problems, and overall is very hard to come off. In Fear and Loathing, a scene everyone remembers is when they are talking about adrenochrome. They state that the only way of harvesting it is through the adrenal glands of a living human body. These are located above and attached to the kidney. It is believed to be in a much higher quantity during an adrenaline rush, as more adrenaline is available to be oxidised, and therefore more adrenochrome is produced. Now we will dive into the conspiracy proper. Adrenochrome, alongside being a high, is said to be a serum that promotes youthfulness and longer lives. It's a pretty strange belief, 
But surprisingly, some elites haven't been all too secretive about buying teenage blood and getting transfusions in an attempt to extend their life. People also believe this could be seen way back in history when the Mayans and Aztecs would sacrifice humans, potentially to intake some of the adrenochrome, perhaps by eating their liver after. What is particularly strange is archaeological work around the Mayans seem to indicate that the people conducting the sacrifice were the upper class, or elites, of the day, and the predominant victims of the sacrifice were the peasants and lower class. The reason could be purely because to do the sacrifice you would need to be somewhat revered, and maybe killing the lower class peasants would be easier than anyone of real power but some people believe it links with potential sacrifices in Hollywood today, where the elites conduct evil acts on the less fortunate. Maybe as time changes, certain aspects don't change at all. It's believed that the elites harvest this chemical, specifically from children, as it's meant to be more potent from younger victims under the age of nine. The child would be purposefully frightened to great extents as this would increase the adrenaline response and create more adrenochrome. It would then be either taken straight from the adrenal gland and the victim killed, or if the people conducting the procedure want multiple doses, they can stick a needle through the eye and into the brainstem to harvest adrenochrome without causing mortality. This conspiracy is linked with other strange rituals that people have seen the Hollywood elite doing, Lots of people will tell you their interpretation of these rituals, and the majority would say satanic rituals. I'm not too sure on what they do, but right now, the fact that they meet up at all is enough for this conspiracy to be believed by many people. One particular person who seems to have been linked with the adrenochrome conspiracy is Al Gore. It's believed that he travels with a suitcase full of blood, maybe to deliver them to other people. As far as I can see, this Al Gore thing has never been proven, but I believe it stems from something Alex Jones said many, many years back. So that pretty much rounds off the adrenochrome conspiracy. It is very similar to other conspiracies around the elite and rituals, but that is largely due to the fact that there are only so many variations of abductions you can have. There are only just a few points I want to make about adrenochrome and this conspiracy. Firstly, I couldn't find any information whatsoever that people under 9 years old create more potent adrenochrome. Maybe it's because they're more likely to experience greater fear because they're young and produce more? Secondly, the drug itself has very little research and the extent of that research is minimal and mundane. Some people have said that the book Legal Highs may have confused adrenochrome with DMT, thinking it was a street alias name for it. Look, I'm going to say very little about my thoughts on the conspiracy. We've seen stuff in the past years that have changed our opinion of celebs for the worst. And regardless of what they get up to, my opinion is that this culture of holding celebrities up higher or as idols is messed up, and I'm glad people are starting to be as critical to them as they would be to a normal person on the street. Thank you for watching this episode of Deep Law. 
Hopefully, it's left you wanting to view more content. Please leave a like if you enjoyed it and subscribe if you haven't done so yet. I would appreciate it if you could share it with your friends. After all, why leave the comfort of the VCR when we're only at the tip of the iceberg? There are still plenty more video cassettes left to watch.